Getting split. Getting split. Getting split. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, 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 she's not dead. We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show. Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. With us, we have Allison Turoff from the Granite Slugger, Josh Berngard from Buzzer Real Estate, and one of our divorce realty pros, and Terry Vanover, who's one of our divorce coaching pros. Split Ready is brought to you by the Split Ready Assessment. Five minutes and you'll have red, green, and yellow ratings on the different aspects of divorce that Split Ready espouses that you'd be ready for. So, Allison, mm-hmm. I've been waiting on this one because I want to hear you. You had, a, you had said that you present a lot about sneaky things people do, and my guess is... Probably toxic relationships, but sneaky things people do. And we were hinting at it with recording, but enlighten me. Um, yeah, it's it's actually been a little while since I've done it, but I've done several uh, articles and presentations on people and, and all the different kinds of eavesdropping and other types of sneaky things that people like to do. Um, handy dandy phones, especially now, then they all have their recording devices um, and you can hold it in your hand and everyone's always holding their phone in their hand. So no one ever knows when it's on or not. Um, you can't record people, cannot record their conversation without permission, but people do it all the time. What if it's what if it's in a house, though, and it's um, part of a security system or something that it's recording it? Is it because intent? It's partly intent. The statute defines it in part about intent. It's also about whether the other person knows that it's there or not. Mm. Um, It also depends on whether there's oral communication or not. So if it's a nanny cam that's just the video, that's different than if it's, yeah, than if it's audio and video. Because it's a holdover for when people would tap phones. Right, like literally a holdover. But I'd hire a lip reader, right? As George Costanza did. Right. I'd hire the lip reader. Absolutely. Um, but if you you can actually not record someone in a home, even if it's just video either, but that's somehow less of a, an offense. At least it was. It was only a misdemeanor. It was like a peeping Tom law. Um, and you have to know that it's that they're being recorded. That's why every time you call any sort of company ever, you get that speech that about how your the customer service people are recording you. It's for this reason, because it's both a state and a federal felony to record a conversation without someone's express or implied permission. So people do all kinds of things. They put software on your computer. Mm -hmm. They guess your password. They guess your password again after you changed it because you used your dog's name instead of your kid's name. I just wrote, didn't I I wrote something (laughs) on that too? I love that. Mm -hmm. They read your emails between you and your attorney because they guessed your password or you have a shared iCloud account. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep, they call everything since everything's automated now. They can, if they know your social security number, and most spouses know each other's social security numbers, right? Um, They call the bank, they call the automated number, they put in the social security number, and they get copies of statements sent to them in the mail. Mm -hmm. Because they can, because everything's automated. Um, It can sort of run the gamut from something like that Using information well, you totally, they already if know. You could log in. You could totally crash their accounts completely. Absolutely. Wow. You can. You can hack their. You can Has, access you their anyone, Facebook, their Instagram. Have you ever seen Instagram? anyone um, like do something to get fired where they where they logged onto their work account and did something? Mm. Not like that. I have seen people get information and then 
complain to the boss about it. So it's not where they've gone and like messed up. I, I personally have not seen a spouse go in access their spouse's work computer. This is why you should never marry a hacker. Never marry a hacker. So when I worked in (laughs) banking years ago, um, I did work with a woman who pulled up her soon-to-be ex-husband's accounts on her work computer because she wanted to see how much money he had. And literally the next day, security was there and she lost her job. Wow. That's how much they watch it. But yeah, like they came in like, so it does happen. Oh, and then she just had access to it because she worked there. But yeah, um, people look at stuff even though they're not supposed to. I had a client whose child had a um, specific watch, not an Apple watch, something like that. And you can call it. And if they don't pick up after a certain amount of rings, it answers. So they would call it while they were with the other parents. And they could listen to hours of the interactions at the other parent's house without the other parent knowing. People oh. are sneaky. Exactly. And that one, since it's not necessarily being recorded probably would still fall under the felony because it's like the it's like the tap right um but way back when there was a case when someone literally back when people had landline phones with extensions um (laughs) and it was all the same number if you picked up the phone if i if i was talking on the phone in the kitchen and my spouse picked up the phone in the bedroom and listened to my phone conversation sitting there listening to that was not eavesdropping. So in this case, I don't know if it would be or not. Interesting. Because they were use it was kind of like that, but they were using electronics, so who knows? They probably haven't gotten there yet. The law is kind of far behind in catching up with what technology can do. People have done things like keystroke logging programs where they install mm-hmm. the software on the computer and they can the software will then record all the keystrokes onto that you use onto your computer and get your passwords. And figure out who you're emailing and figure out what now, accounts you were hiding or whatever do people do this more like during else. the divorce or before? Is it where you are dealing with clients and they're like, listen, all the stuff I did before I got divorced? Or is it you're finding out when they're after they filed? Oh, so um, sometimes it's, it's both, right? It's while they're still, it's usually, but not always, while they're still living with their spouse. Um, not always by any stretch, um, but it's not always before they've, it's not always only before they have filed. Mm. Oftentimes they're still living together or at least still seeing each other often enough that they're able to access things. Or, they, or they've separated, but they still have one iCloud account, right? Because their cell phones are all still on one cell phone plan. An easy, simple <laughs> fix, right? To not do that. Correct. Do you have, <laughs> have you ever had, I mean, it seems like we're always talking, like in this discussion about the other person doing it. Have you ever had a, you did what? type moment with a client where they're your client and they did something completely stupid? Yes, <laughs> I have. And I've had to refer them to criminal attorneys, right? No then, Well, sure, because then, of course, what happens, what always happens is the other side gets wind of it and then they ask you to produce the evidence in discovery and that creates a Fifth Amendment problem. Wow. Now, do you see... <laughs> Depending on the issue, right? Depending on what happened. But yeah, I've had like twice where I've had to refer people to criminal attorneys. Wow. Now, Terry, what do you see? Because you've got to be dealing with... You're coaching these people through the process. And, you know, I've just had friends who've gotten divorced and they've told me stories about what people are doing to each other that's crazy. You deal with a lot of really high-conflict stuff. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah, the exes are pretty sneaky but my my clients are kind of in that healing process of kind of like wanting to come out of it more amicably less conflict but 
I can't think of anything offhand. All right, then, Josh, do you check for bugs and stuff when you... When you're dealing with a with a divorce situation, do you have to check the house, make Sweet sure there's the no nanny cams? After this conversation, I might need to get a scanner <laughs> because I never thought about it, uh, to be honest. And I and I don't hear how they got the information. I just hear the com- I, mean, I hear these conversations. Uh, I never ask like how they got onto their email or or how they know what they know. Now I'm realizing there's a whole bunch of kind of sneaky things. And no, I don't check the house for anything. Uh, and as a matter of fact, as realtors, we actually have to, like you just said, like on some showings I do, if there's a security system or if we're being recorded or anytime I see an Alexa, I actually walk in and I tell Alexa to play music because you can't play music and record at the same time. So just to make sure like if someone's listening to us, I actually make it, make Alexa wow. play music. So wow. I've gotten that trick over because... Interesting. Yeah. I would want to hear what someone is looking at my house is saying about it. That. I remember they had a show where they would do yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, then wouldn't the ring doorbell cross some lines as well, too? Because well, See, I think it's the intent thing, right? So well, if it's no always sound. recording, you're not recording for the sole purpose uh, of that individual. True. Well, right. That is absolutely part of it. I'm ready for the bar. And there's no sound. And there's no sound. So then there's not... No, rings have sound. Oh. But don't, isn't it... Don't you have to like hit the button or whatever in order you, for you, to well, record it, the like sound? The one I have, it's recording, and then you can put... Like live, you know, I'll see it and it sends just pictures. But if I listened, if I kind of click on some button, then you can hear oh. and do all kinds of stuff. So. Well, I think that's interesting, too, because we talk about in relationships, there's usually an alpha or someone's more financially savvy. Usually in relationships, someone's also more technology savvy um, than the other. And I joke with my husband, like if he wanted to find out his own information, he'd probably have to hack in because he doesn't do any of this stuff online. And so there's usually one person who could probably access a large amount of the other person's and maybe not vice versa. So that's interesting. I'm yeah. wondering how much of it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, cause the law has really not caught up with technology at all. Um, several years ago now, there was the, fir- it was just the first case of someone guessing a password. It was a federal case down in the South somewhere. I don't recall where, but um, it was the first time that someone had actually tested. Um, Is it illegal if I just guess your password? And they said it was not. They, they frowned upon it strongly and they, you know, did the tisk tisk and the finger wag. But um, if, you, if your password is your kid's name and your dog's name and your address and your birth date and your spouse See, or, or your spouse's friend or whoever can guess it. Interesting. Yeah. So um, that was a little while ago, but that was the first test. They said it didn't violate federal law. So wait, then what's the difference, right? If you think of like Hollywood lawyers, they always have their guy, right? Like. You know, he might have a crooked nose and he sends them out like following people. Right. So like mm-hmm. some detective or some mm-hmm. fixer. But how is that different than technology? Right. And are there still guys like that is what I want to know. Well, there are still private detectives and you <laughs> are can... there cool ones. <laughs> There's still cool ones with the crooked noses. Yeah. The yeah crooked noses know. and the trench coats. <laughs> um, the George Clooney's and whatever that movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still P.I.'s. None of the ones I have met look like George Clooney, um, but it's different. What's different there is that they are watching somebody do something and then they are reporting back to the court. I witnessed A, B or C happen. But can they use the same technological things that you said were no-nos because they are in a different capacity? Generally not, but it sort of depends on like if it is a jointly owned vehicle you may be able to put a tracking device on the vehicle because it's jo- because if it's your own property mm-hmm. you might be able, you have different rights to do things with it than you do if it's owned do people by ever the other come person. to you and say can i get away with this 
Yes. Well, then what, I'm not <laughs> saying what the answer is. No, but, but it's funny. The way you were describing that, yes, that I'm like, I could just that. see someone saying, okay, what about if it's our car and I put it right in the middle so it's not her seat where she usually, you know, so. Well, then why wouldn't I be able to bug my own home? Why is that different? So you you can, right? And you it's not that you can't use a nanny cam. Of course you can, right? Or you can use um, those kinds of things. But people generally speak. I haven't had a case where people have recorded with a surreptitious video camera in their own home. Okay. Um, most That's why most of the laws apply to other people's gotcha. places. Um, but you may, it might be different if it's um, your own home and you're trying to uh, record your kids or record your ex who's coming to pick up the kids if they don't know. It's sort of, it would, it, it's sort of a gray area. Um, but generally speaking, you can right use recording devices in your own home. The very first thing I ever had was back when I was a law clerk, um, and the na- one one set of neighbors had a security camera system, and their security camera system picked up the feed for the next door neighbor's mm-hmm. security camera system. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, it was actually it was very lucky in some respects that it happened because there was some terrible child abuse going on in that neighbor's home. Um, Wow. Yeah. But the whole question that I had to deal with with the court for the the judge was research whether that video was admissible because did they, you know, did they intend to pick up the neighbor's recording? Um, So to your point, Doug, intent is a big part of it. It's part of the statute. Got it. So you just have to have a good reason. (laughs) Not that I'm thinking how do you get away with it. (laughs) <laughs> taking notes how many loopholes are there exactly exactly we should make a checklist to put it up there terry what do you think about some of this yeah i it it doesn't surprise me how low some people will go it's because again it's emotions get involved and people sometimes i think divorce brings out the negative in people good people good people do not so good things during mm-hmm. divorce because they 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 don't see the long term ramifications, the long term effects. They don't they don't have a vision for after the divorce. Mm-hmm. They're just in like survival mode. So what do you do? And this is kind of a side note, but like, if if someone does some kind of crazy stuff, do you do you try and point them in a different direction? Like, or if they're doing something sneaky, and you're like this. I'm not a lawyer, but this isn't going to end well, kind of thing. Like, what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't give legal advice or anything like that, but it is about holding you accountable. Like one of the first things we do is write a vision statement for your life and and for this divorce. Like how do you want it to look at the end? Is this staying true to your vision? Is this constructive or is this destructive? Like it's really sometimes you just really honestly, I hold up a mirror to people and it's not always easy if they're seeing something that they don't like. And generally people will change. Generally people will want to take a better course of action if they see that what they're doing is not contributing to what their goal is. A lot of what I've seen people do is out of fear. They're afraid of what their Mm -hmm. lives are gonna look like after the divorce. They're afraid of not having their kids or not having their kids as often. They're afraid of how much money they will or will not have after the divorce. And they can't picture that future. Right. They don't have that vision. Yeah. And so they're kind of 
clawing at whatever they can that they think will help give them some security about what that will look like. And that's like, Doug, that's like half of what I do is like seeing beyond the fear. We got to get past this fear. This fear is, you know, a thought that you right, have and right. that's not it's reality. Story. It's, it's a story. story. That, yeah. so you got to let go of that story and we got to get you past it. Yeah. Well, and I, and I'm thinking, you know, we've been talking technology and some deeper stuff too, but I got to ask Josh, like yeah. my family, right? Big fans of stepbrothers, right? Right. And and when they're trying to sell the house, right? The two brothers are like trying to completely deep six it and they're dressing up like, you know, the KKK and dressing up like people getting killed, right? You've seen that movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the craziest things that people, sneaky things to to, to, to mess with a, a transaction? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I got, oh, God. Uh, so <laughs> See, I, I knew that would be a good question. I have, I have uh, one gentleman, uh, it was last year, uh, his wife works quite often uh, out of town. And he kept putting the garbage in the basement instead of outside. So it reeked down there. And he was hiding it inside closets, behind clothing. It was like an upper decker, but for the entire house. You got it. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Um, That was like the... It was a horrible experience because I, I had to obviously and find it. And of course it. you had to clean you it, it smell it. Yeah, I had, to, <laughs> like, I had to figure it out. I'm like, what is happening? And, and they, no idea, right? Like, I, I have no idea what's going on. You know, so I, I had to investigate and I, and I found it. We're talking, we're talking about bags though. We're talking about, you know, I think it was like a month and a half worth of maybe garbage. He was, maybe he was composting. Maybe. Well, any other, any other good stories? <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Uh, I have, I have uh, one, uh, it was actually uh, a couple that let, one of the couples, I, I don't know which one, because no one ever let, let the dog go to the bathroom in the inside instead of taking him out oh, God. every oh. time. And so that'll hurt a property. Value. You got it. Well, not even that. The walls were turning yellow. The carpet is changing. Oh. Wow. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, horrible. Right. Um, even even at one point in time, there was um, what word should I use? A- excrement on the walls. Oh, man. Like spread. So I mean, you wrote something. I just spread it. Oh wow! Like uh, like a kid would, you know, in their like childhood, like splatter on it. Um, and so walking, as you can imagine, me me showing the home, walking in. I mean, you could you, there's a stench, but you walk in, it's like, I'm sorry, guys, but it's like, got potential. Yeah, it's got potential. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nothing a little paint, paint can't handle. Um, <laughs> it's, it's stucco. Those, yeah, I those, promise, those, it's those, stucco. Those are the two. Those are the two things. Um, the other thing is again, just telling me they're going to be gone, but they're not at home. Imagine just, you know, sitting in your underwear watching TV. Uh, I've walked into uh, voyeurs, you know, someone wow. taking pictures of, of themselves in, in one of the rooms. Wow. I've seen, yeah, I've seen the all kinds of, of things. Realtor, yeah, 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 yeah. So it just depends, you know, again, like they had mentioned, it's, it's, one always wants to get out more than the other. Someone's trying to sabotage it. They're not ready. They don't know what's going on. They haven't faced their truth about, hey, this is really over. Yeah. This is the last step, right? This is the la- usually this is the usually the last step. We got to get this done so we can move on. It's the one thing tying them truly together. If there's no kids, yeah, right. I hear you, man. So those, yeah, those are, those are the biggest things. No, that those I are have great. Seen. Those are great. Well, <laughs> I really want to thank all our guests. That was some some great conversation. We didn't even get into drones. So how about that? But some <laughs> great conversation. I really want to thank our guests, Alison Turoff from Greenwich Law Group. Josh Berngard from Buzzer Realty and Terry Vanover from Choosing to Rise. You can find all their information at the website and at our podcast site where we'll have contact information and everything if you want to get hold of any of them. So thanks again. And thanks for joining the Split Ready Podcast. 
And if you or someone you know is considering or going through a divorce, please go to the Split Ready website and take the assessment. Find out if you are indeed split ready. And remember that you can get through your divorce with your finance, your integrity, and hopefully some sanity intact. Amen. Yes. Thank you. See you you next month.